Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Power Sizzy Podcast. On this episode, I'm reunited with my good friend Paul Forcione. In this podcast, we talk about mindset, motivation, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Possibility, 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 possibility. Paul, um, nice to have you back on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I had such a, a fun time talking with you last time. I'm so glad that you invited me back. Yeah, yeah. No, you're welcome. We we had a really good chat last time, and. I think the time kind of flew, didn't it? And that was like a couple of months back because I was during summer. But yeah, I think that I think we went over an hour last time, just kind of just kind of talking about everything, and it was it was it was real refreshing. So I'm glad to be back on, and uh, I, I follow you on uh, your, your podcast, LinkedIn. You're doing a lot of great stuff, man. Uh, even uh, left a, a nice review for you because I'm a big fan of your podcast and the great guests that you put on. No, thank you, Paul. It really means a lot. And- I'm really happy that you know that you enjoy my podcasts, and I really appreciate your your review. It really, really means a lot. No problem, no problem. So you know, uh, let me let me focus in on you for a second. How's things are going? How are things going with you? How are you keeping yourself up? You know, with I know you're in the UK and and dealing with COVID and businesses shut down, things changing. How are you? How are you able to keep yourself up? And what are you doing to do that? Yeah, yeah. No, good question. I, um, with everything kind of going on, I mean, we, we've had things change um, and fluctuate here. Um, but I think with the whole situation, I just kind of like, kind of like to keep it, you know, routine, keep, you know, doing the things that I enjoy. Um, and, and just thinking to myself, you know, things are going to work itself, you know, things are going to work itself out. And, you know, we have a choice what to focus on, you know, because all the stuff going on outside, we can't control that. And 
I've really kind of limited my news intake as well, so, so I feel a lot better doing that. I do look at it, you know, every so often to keep updated. But um, yeah, just just kind of focusing on the things that I enjoy. Um, I had I had a few experiences recently, you know, with a job on the side which didn't work out. Um, you know, and I, I felt quite stressed and things like that. But I think through that experience, I kind of just realised, you know, why I need to kind of focus on the things that I love and enjoy, you know, and I kind of try and keep that kind of attitude and mindset and what I'm doing and um, just trying to provide value through, through this, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, like we're all human beings and you kind of alluded to it, you know, with your, your side business being stressed out and such. What do you do to keep yourself up? Because there's times, you know, in my life, I'll admit, you know, where I'm not, you know, high energy, positive thinking, you know, sometimes I have negative thoughts that go in my head and we, and you know, we have to address it. So what do you do to address those negative thoughts that, that come through your head? Yeah, no, I think, I think what I turn, tend to do is um, kind of rationalize them and just, if I do get negative thoughts or, have those kind of days is I tend to think back to times when I was going through a lot or if I was in a, you know, like a darker place and I'm thinking to myself, well, if, if, if I could go through X, Y, Z, then mm-hmm. right now, you know, what is right now, you know? Cause I mean, I mean, I, I talk about it sometimes, but I had PTSD in the past when I was 13, 14. And that was like, you know, one of the hardest times, you know, for me so far. So I think back to those times and, and, and certain times, you know, in school, you know, where it's difficult. So if I feel stressed or, you know, feel, feel negative, you know, I, I tend to do that and reflect and, you know, and I shift and also think about, you know, other people in other situations that, you know, are worse or off than myself, you know, what, you know, what am I worrying about? And uh, so you, uh, you, do you still have PSD, PSD or how? No, P- PTSD. No, I, I don't have any more. No. Oh, awesome. You were able to overcome it, huh? Yeah, I, I was, I was 13 when I fell for this roof. Did I, did I tell you last time we spoke? Uh, no, I did not. No, I don't remember oh. you telling me. I would have remembered that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fell for a roof when I was 13 and I was messing around with friends on a skylight on a glass panel. Mm-hmm. And I, I fell through it and I, I cut my arm open, you know, very lucky to be alive, landed on a sink, fell down about 12 or 13 feet. And I was in a state of shock and I thought I was going to die. Um, I ended up going to hospital, checked me over and all the rest of it, you know, left the same night. And then um, over time when I was doing my GCSEs, you know, the exams at school, I remember just, you know, feeling all this like stress and overwhelm. And I just thought I was going to die because it was, you know, the thought process of what I thought when I fell through. So, yeah, I, I, had, I had PTSD, anxiety and depression and all of that for like quite a while, for a couple of years, I, I think, a couple of years. Um, but I think what helped me through that was, you know, exercise, you know, moving, running, going to the gym. That really got shifted it. And obviously I had, you know, therapy alongside that as well. But, um, but yeah. That's amazing, man. That's awesome. So, so by uh, intense, so you still do intense exercise now and that, that obviously that helps you probably now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I work out like five days a week. Um, oh, good. Just, 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 just for my own personal, you know, fitness, um, mm-hmm. just 
you know, like weights and press ups, that kind of thing. And that, and I, and I notice a difference if I do it and if I don't do it. Absolutely. I know we talked about uh, Joe Rogan. I know that that's a big thing on his deal too. He feels that same way if he's not, you know, in the gym before he goes through his, you know, podcast or does his comedy routine. He doesn't feel he doesn't feel right. So, so a lot of people are are, are like that. And I think that's great that you came up with a positive uh, routine to help you through because there's a lot of people that go a different route, right? I mean, there's, there's, you know, you can go do substance, you can go to alcohol, drugs. I think that unfortunately right now with a lot of uh, what's going on with COVID, a lot of people are, are, are going to that, you know, to escape, you know, escape these feelings of, of, you know, not being able to go out and, and be with friends as much as they want to, or, or, or go to a concert or, or do whatever they normally do when they don't, or not in COVID. And, um, it's hard because you don't, you, you don't, you don't, it's hard to face your feelings, right? It's hard to, you know, when you feel sad or angry, mm. you don't want to f- face it because it's, it's, it's a tough thing to do. So mm. you want to disguise it by, by other, you know, negative things. Like I said, substance abuse or, or, or just kind of bearing it. And I, I have to tell you, that's the worst thing you can do. It's, it's better if you can just face what you're feeling and, and hopefully you have uh, people in your life that you can turn to. If not, you know, you know, you have coaches like Adam. I know you're a coach. I'm a coach. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. we'd be happy to to assist you through these these hard times. And mm-hmm. uh, and know that you're not alone. I think a lot of people have these thoughts in their head and they think, "Oh, I'm crazy for thinking these feelings." And you're not. There's millions and millions of people that think the same way you do. Um, you know, get that elephant out of the room. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people. I know there's a lot of people that you know think thought think about suicide, and they think you know they're ashamed because they they have these thoughts in their head. They think that they're abnormal for 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 having that thought. And again, you are not you, you are you're not alone. There's several people, millions and millions of people around the world that have that same thought. What I would say to the people that feel that way is seek help before you do anything drastic. Seek help. Talk, you know, call a 1-800 number if, if you want to be anonymous, but please get help. There's, mm. there's, that, that, is a, that is a problem that you can never fix. If you go through, through suicide, that's one problem that will never be fixed. So please, please, please get help. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think like with, with the whole situation as well, you know, tensions are high. People are, you know, experiencing lots of different anxiety, um, you know, because it's, it's kind of in flux, isn't it? You know, the things that are happening. People, you know, haven't been able to go on holiday. So they're, that, they're probably more anxious because, you know, they'd probably be less anxious if they went on a holiday. So they, you know, stuck at home. And yeah, so I mean, I think like with that, you have to just, you know, communicate, you know, how you're feeling to somebody because, you know, that, that kind of like suicide route isn't the answer. Um, there's There's no coming back from that. And I think... People, people, like you said, seek, try, people try and fix the things that are going on internally within them through alcohol, through gambling, through buying clothes, through, you know, different, different activities. Um, and, and that might give it people like a temporarily, temporary, you know, release from whatever's going on, but it's not the answer. Um and people aren't going to like mess up their health or, you know, how they feel about themselves if they indulge in these things. Um, so yeah, they need to, you know, communicate with somebody or 
probably coaching or you know some kind of therapy yeah and you know the 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 problem is that we we want to control you know our situations and we want to always be in control and we're in a situation where we can't control it so it's it's really really tough so in in this time especially and in other times too worry about what you can control and and try not to worry as much on on stuff that you can't control so you know you know if you're not in a good mood you know, and you don't want, but you know, with me saying that, it's okay that you're not in a good mood. I, I never want anybody to suppress their feelings. If they're angry, they're sad, you know, that's a human emotion. That's okay that you feel those ways. That, that's fine. But there's going to be a point in your journey where you're not going to want to feel angry and sad anymore. And, and at that point, you want to be aware of that. You, okay, I, I feel angry right now. I don't want to be angry anymore. What can I do? And, and I think you kind of alluded to it in your own life uh, is, is that gratitude piece, thinking about things that, that are going well in your life and, and thinking about things in perspective. Like you, you mentioned that, that, you know, that, that people have it worse than you, you know, uh, what have you. Uh, but well, then one thing I would stress on that is, I wouldn't worry about it so much on that piece. Just worry about what you, you have and not, you know, not worry about what other people have because competition and and the end, in the end of the day, we're only competing against ourselves. You know, we don't know that other person's starting line or finish line. We only know what we can do. So we just kind of have to focus on, 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 on our journey and not be, you know, jealous about, Oh geez, you know, this coach, started after me and he has several more clients than me. No, you know what? It's a different journey. He's on a, that person's on a different path. And, and you just have to focus on where you're at in your journey and, and do the best that you can do. You know, as long as you compete against yourself and be the best person you can be, you can, you can put your, your head down on the pillow and say, Oh, you know what? I gave it my all today, you know? And sometimes your all might not be that much. Maybe you're in a, you're in a hard mood. Maybe you're sad and maybe, the best you got is taking a shower, getting out of bed. You know, that's all you had that day. You know what? Well, let's, let's go back to sleep and then let's try it again tomorrow and let's see if we can do we can do better than that. Mm. Um, and I think it all starts with that with that self love. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really really good point. And I think like as well with that is like you know you mentioned like looking at what you do have as opposed to what you don't have, and you know, not, not competing with like other people, either, you know, trying to be a better version of yourself, you know, the next day. And I mentioned this to somebody recently and I was like, well, that's kind of a bit like Apple. Apple, when they make their products, they're only in the competition with themselves in some way. They're trying to be better than their, their previous iPad or iPhone, whereas all the other companies are trying to compete with Apple because, you know, they're trying to be, be like Apple. Whereas it's like, if you just probably, for example, be like Apple, you know, be better than, you know, the, the previous day. Um, and as well, what you said, like, we all kind of feel different emotions and things like that from time to time. And, you know, we're only, pe- we're only human, aren't we? And um, I, I experienced that today. I went, I went shopping and I was going down this aisle in the supermarket and there was this, this couple and they were like, you know, happy and in love and they're like, you know, together. And I kind of was like, Part of me felt sad because I was like, well, you know, I haven't got that right now. And I, and I was like, well, hang on a sec. I was like, I thought to myself, no, that one day that will happen. Do you know what I mean? One day that will be, you know, X, Y, Z. And, and I felt better, right? You know, it's that switch, isn't it? Noticing that switch in your, in your emotions, trying to catch that kind of narrative and just changing that around sometimes. 
Yeah, and you don't know really the, the, their story, you know, that in that grocery store. They're happy at that moment, but you don't know the, you know, their struggles that they have because I'm sure they do. Um, and but 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 I'm but it's great that you saw the the, the good energy that they had with each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you're picking up on. So hopefully they do have that energy outside the grocery store, and mm-hmm. that and that that's that's a great thing. Yeah, um, yeah, being you know being in love and, and, and everything. And that's, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. And it's a, and it's a hard thing, right? I mean, because, you know, men and women are women and women, men and men, whatever relationship, you know, everybody does, um, you know, they're, they're two different people, right? And sometimes, like I said, we're kind of all on our own path. And sometimes those paths can kind of go coexist with each other, but sometimes um, they don't and they go a, a separate way. And it's, and it's extremely hard um to give that up you know like if you really really love somebody and you thought you know there, there was going to be a, a strong future and then all of a sudden it, it, it changed for whatever reason no fault of anybody but just change people change and they're going a different route um it's so hard to um kind of move on you know because you 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 constantly think about all the good times that you had and and you, you know and so um that is that that I think that's a lot. A lot of people struggle with is, is that 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 relationship loss. Even mm-hmm. if they're the one breaking up, there's still a loss there. Um, but uh, you know that was you know interesting that you brought that up because yeah, I mean I I I know I've experienced that in my life. I'm sure you have too with breakups yeah. and stuff. And 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 it's hard because you know uh, it's the unknown, right? You you know you were with that person for whatever long and then all of a sudden they're not in your life anymore and you kind of have to uh, you know kind of pick up the pieces rather and, and you know do 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 life differently like you mm-hmm. probably had maybe date nights on Saturday night or, or, or had a routine and mm-hmm. now you don't have that anymore and now it's different and now you have to kind of come up with your own routine and your, and your own success but the, the one thing I can say, if you're in a situation like that, if you, if you recently broke up with somebody or, or uh, uh, you know, struggling with that, uh, is, is just be patient with yourself and love yourself and not, and, and not say to yourself, there's something wrong with me that that person doesn't want to be with me. You know, they're on, like I said, they're on their own path. You don't really know what's really in their mind. You might know them a little bit, but there's, there's some things you don't know. And you got to say, you know what? maybe it was just not to be and it was not my it wasn't that person's fault and it wasn't my fault and we just kind of have to move forward and not blame yourself for you know not picking up your clothes or whatever you you know in your mind you're thinking was the issue yeah yeah no that's a really good point i think like as well with that it's like you said you know the you know we're on our path and that person's on their path and you know it's like you know energy isn't it you know if that kind of particles not meant to bounce around with that particle then you know they needs to move on and do its own thing doesn't it because i think like as well if, if something isn't working or things like that then there's no point both people being unhappy or staying in something for the sake of it um which i think as well like you know people we're, we're very um what's the right words we use social 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 beings yeah and we get attached we you know we like to be attached to somebody um, and I think people kind of favor that rather, you know, they don't want to lose that attachment. So they stay in that thing, even mm-hmm. though it might be very negative because they might be afraid of, you know, being by themselves. But that's the biggest thing. I think that a lot of people, if you talk to people, 
about uh, that. A, a big fear in people's lives is, is the fear of being alone or fear of dying alone or, 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 or the, those fears. But, you know, I think, you know, you look at it, you know, even, you know, even if you're in a relationship, even if you get married and, and you, and you, you know, stay with that person till death that you part, normally somebody dies before the other person. So you're still in a situation to, to be alone. So, so the, the, the moral of the story for me is you, you got to be happy with yourself. You've got to be able to be alone. Even when you're in a relationship, you, you need to relish those times of, of being alone and that alone time, whether that's, you know, you praying or meditation or reading a book or, or going for a walk. Uh, I, I think it's very important to relish the, the, those times that you have by yourself and, and really enjoy your time with you. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's true. And I think like what you said, um, you kind of, like I said, have to be comfortable in yourself. And like you said, like love yourself and your own company because as well, like, you know, that kind of relationship you have with yourself is going to carry through to the relationship, you know, with other people as well. Um, Cause it's like if someone's like, you know, we all have certain times in our lives, but I think, you know, by, by being by yourself, I think you, you learn a lot sometimes, you know. I think you kind of, it gives, gives that kind of space to think and you kind of, um, through certain situations, you kind of grow. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. There, there's so many times where I have creative moments and, and when I have these creative moments, it's when I'm letting my mind wander and I'm, you know, you know, 99% of the time by myself doing it, but I let my mind wander, whether it's through, you know, meditation, or I love to take walks by myself. I love to take walks and, and you let your mind just wander. And I, I also, I, I don't, I run as well I'm not right now as much, but mm-hmm. I would, I would get into this, what's called that runner's high. And, yeah. and, and it's funny is I'm not a jealous person, but I, I, when I'm driving down the road, and I see somebody jogging and I see their face, I can tell if they're in the runner's high or not. And when they're in the runner's high, I get so jealous. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I wish I was, I wish I was right there with that guy <laughs> or girl running, you know, and feeling that, that, that runner's high feeling. Yeah. And it's that, it's that, you know, I, I can't really describe it. It's just such a, a euphoric feeling and your, your thoughts are, you know, coming out real positive and, and you just feel so good about life and, um, just a, it's, it's just, it's, I, you know, it's tough to describe. It's that, it's that emotional state, isn't it? It's like, if you, if you have a hard workout or you exercise, it's that kind of like level that you kind of go on to. Yeah. Those endorphins, right? Well, especially yeah. when you're working out, you get those endorphins. Um, yeah. And I, and that's what you were talking about. And I know that's what uh, Joe Rogan talks about, but, um, mm-hmm. Going back to that Apple piece, was that, uh, I think I saw, I saw a talk on that. Was, did you see a talk with uh, Simon? Uh, yes. Uh, I saw the same talk because when you said that, I'm like, oh, I remember that. And, and probably subconsciously is probably where I got my, that, you know, when I told you about, because I, that, that uh, talk really resonated with me, what Simon said in that, that, that talk. Yeah. I, I forgot where that was come, came from. Like, yeah, you just reminded me because it was kind of in my thought process. And then, but that, yeah, that, that was where it, I think I watched it from because he he was saying about is it the finite game or something like that. He's like they're playing the fight is it the finite game or one of the two. Yeah, I don't remember the words he the words he said, but I, yeah, I, I got the message that you know they they were they were just worrying about their camp and being the best camp they could be, 
as opposed to, I think, was it Microsoft? I don't know who the other company was, but there was another company that all they were trying to do was be better than, than, than Apple. And, you know, you know, a few times they were, but overall they weren't because the culture wasn't the same. The culture was be the best you could be. Uh, and that, and that was, uh, you know, Apple's you know, mantra, maybe still is that, I don't know, but, um, it, it, which is a, it's a great, great, uh, mantra to have for your own life. It's just, just keep going with what you want to do and, and, you know, find out what your passion is. And if you don't know what your passion is, that's totally cool. Just experience new things all the time. And then if it's something that you feel like it, you want to pursue more, then, then investigate more time and then more time. And then if it becomes a passion, then you know what, become great at it and, and, and be great at it as in your own way, you know, not in the way of somebody else. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's it. That's, that's definitely key, isn't it? It's uh, kind of like being like a kind of almost like a like a master of your craft, isn't it? Somewhere you're you're just kind of like trying to do the best that you can and whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and I think that's what you've seen a lot of actors and a lot of you know athletes and a lot of successful people is that they just kind of, especially you know um, Kobe Bryant, for example. Mm -hmm. You know he was a master of his craft and he figured it out and he was like, well, if I'm going to be better than these guys, I'm going to have to get up at this time, train this much. And that momentum is going to pull that person tenfold. Yeah. But with him though, it was more about him. Like I said, going back, he was competing against himself. He was trying to do better than he could be, you know, just get, get to the best level of Kobe could be, you know, he, you know, I, you know, I'm sure he thought about Jordan, you know, I know that he looked up to Jordan, but, but, you know, with a lot of his talks, it wasn't about Jordan. It was about how good Kobe could be, how good he could be. And, and he did the things that he thought he needed to do to uh, uh, get to whatever level he wanted to get to. And, mm. um, you know, he's obviously blessed with a, with a, uh, you know, obviously a great athletic ability and, and, and an even better mindset, uh, you know, talking about Kobe Bryant for a second, uh, you know, uh, Jerry West, who was the guy who drafted him, uh, Laker great. Uh, he, he said that, you know, the, the amazing thing about Kobe is athletically, you know, obviously he's athletic, but he's not the most athletic person on the court. There's people faster than them, people that can jump higher than him, people that can dribble better than him, but nobody's better than him. And it's because of, uh, because of his, his determination and his work ethic that he, he, he was, he had that never say die attitude. And, and that, you know, that's something to be said about that, that, it, that he wasn't, I mean, obviously he was very, very gifted. I mean, obviously he's drafted out of high yeah, school. Yeah. So obviously he has athletic ability that, that most people don't, but, but he, that you're right though. There was several people that could jump higher than him or faster than him, dribble better than him, but they couldn't put everything together like he could. And, and mm. that's a testament to his, uh, his work ethic and his determination. Yeah, yeah, no, massively, I agree. Um, sounds one second. No, sorry, I'm, I'm still. <laughs> it's all good. It's all, it's all, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, um, sorry about that. Yeah, I, oh, um, good. yeah, no, uh, yeah, he's he was definitely in like his own kind of field, wasn't he? And I think that kind of goes with you know, a lot of people. You, you just they just kind of stand out and um I was, I was watching joe rogan and they had mike tyson on did you see the one with mike tyson i did i did i did see that one yeah recently right 
Yeah, and he's like he's really like a humble guy. Like he's really changed, but like he was saying, that ego part of him is still kind of there, and he was kind of afraid of it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He had that monster in him. He didn't want. He didn't want to bring that out because he was saying that you know for for a long time he was pretty pretty big. Like he wasn't working out very heavy set, wasn't very healthy, and the, one of the biggest reasons why he was that way is because once he started working out, then that 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 beast comes back out of him. He was saying that oh he, he said well his wife told him to go on the treadmill. Gets on the treadmill. And, you know, he's on the treadmill for 10 minutes. Then all of a sudden he's on the treadmill for two hours. Now he's like, okay, now I want to get, you know, now I want to start to spar. And all of a sudden now you look at him. And if you've seen him recently, he's all, he has six pack and, uh, and, and he's, he's swinging hard. And the funny thing about the, uh, that, that podcast is it's hard to read Mike Tyson because he'll, he'll be talking, right? And then all of a sudden he'll get really serious. And then you, Joe Rogan's like, oh man, <laughs> did you notice that too? Like he would get like yeah. in this zone, like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I noticed that. I noticed that. And I could see like the way the way he was like, like I said, it was hard to gauge, wasn't it? And you could just switch. And he was like more serious. And he, what did he say? He said something like he's being put together by the, by the gods or something like that or something. Yeah, he he's really well read a uh, guy. I mean, I was so surprised, uh, you know, about that about him. He's very very well read. He's very very intelligent. Um, I mean, I really think that if he wanted to, he could be a college professor. To, to be honest with you, he's that smart. Um, you know, he just was blessed with a uh, a tremendous talent for boxing, and and he um, unfortunately grew up in a in a poor household that kind of you know, yeah. lamented into that, into that beast that he became and had that great mentor that, that, that got him to, to the next level. But, you know, he, he has so many demons, um, probably still to this day, obviously, but, um, you know, uh, you can learn a lot from his, his story and his work ethic too. Like, uh, it wasn't like he was a guy that, you know, just beat people up, you know, cause he had athletic ability. Of course he had athletic ability, but it, mm. it was all timing and, and it was all work ethic and, um, he put in the work and, um, you know, and I'm glad that, uh, that he's found himself, you know, that, that he mm -hmm. has this positive thing. He, he even has a podcast. I don't know if you've seen that. It's like, I think it's my uh, hot boxing with uh, Mike Tyson. It's pretty good. He has pretty good guests. <laughs> so cool yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a cool name because he's uh, into the cannabis industry as well. I think he has a farm, so he's really into the, into the cannabis on how, on the, on the health benefits of that. But, um, you know, yeah. interesting guy. Interesting guy. I could listen to him talk for for a long time. Sounds like you could too, because you brought him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I did enjoy that episode, and I think like there's that's why I find like people interesting because like you think about what they've been through, some people, and you know why they are who they are and what they do. You find with like some successful people, like you know they've had hard, hard times, like really difficult you know, upbringing or in really, you know, troubled scenarios and you kind of like, you think to yourself, it must give, I mean, it must give people, you know, I, I know that as a person, you know, hard times, things like that, they kind of do kind of give you that resilience and that kind of push. Yeah. You know, I'm fascinated by, by that. Um, you know, p hearing people's stories and, and hearing where they came from, and, and especially if they had a, 
uh, uh, you know, a rough go, whether it be in their childhood or in their adulthood or whenever they had it and, and able to overcome it because I like to pick their brain on how they did it. How were they able to pick themselves up? Because it's not an easy thing. Life can be very, very hard. Um, and and to, to have these individuals all over the world in all professions uh, going through some hard times and getting over it, you know, it, it is, is tremendous. And and I love talking with those type of people and, and finding out what they did and, and for me to learn from it, you know, as a coach and helping other people with what their struggles is. If I had examples from other people who kind of gone through the same thing and what they did, um, I think is just priceless information. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think like when I first spoke to you, it was really inspiring, you know, the things that, you know, we touched on and, you know, when you told me about your school and the things that happened when you was in school. Um, you know, I find that really inspiring and it, it does kind of like, you know, like as, as bad as some situations are, it just, it does kind of give you that perspective. Cause I was thinking like, if I probably wouldn't have been through the things that I've been through, I probably wouldn't be doing this. Wouldn't be, you know, be different. We, we, be, we would be different people based, you know what I mean? Based if certain things didn't happen and I, I wouldn't change whatever happened it's in some weird way you know because um sometimes people say to me oh you know you should have gone to a different school or you know things like that but i'm like well you know i am who i am based on the things that happened i wouldn't want to change that yeah that remind me of, of of something about being vulnerable right about being vulnerable about your story you, the reason why you, I would imagine why you're, you're a coach and such a good coach is because of the, the struggles that you had with, you know, falling through the roof and what you had to go to go overcome mm. that and the nightmares that would reoccurring and, and, mm. and, uh, and being able to share that story. I'm sure there, there might've been a time in your life. I don't know. Was there a time in your life where you didn't want to share that story? Yeah. I mean, cause it quite... brought up bad, you know, bad uh, emotions. Yeah, I mean, of course it did. I mean, I I don't really. I mean, I'll talk about it on a podcast now and then, but it it's not something I I talk about a lot. You know, if because I'm quite a humble, you know, humble person. I'm not someone who would say this is what happened to me, whatever. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't really want to talk about it, or if I did talk about it, I'd kind of like almost freeze. You know, you kind of go back to that place. Um, but I think by talking about it, you you kind of give you give something back to a people, don't you? I mean, they who may be going through something similar or it, it gives them that kind of courage to talk about it, you know, to, to know that it, there is a way out almost. Yeah. It comes to the point of vulnerability is a strength, not a weakness and, and being vulnerable with your audience and, and, and your clients is, is, is a, is a tremendous strength. I mean, in, in my story with, uh, battling cerebral palsy uh, mm. for the longest time I was embarrassed by that story and the reason why I was embarrassed by that story is because growing up all I wanted to be was just like the other kids but I wasn't I had a disability uh, didn't want any special treatment I want to just be like the other kids so and going into adulthood that's kind of how my mindset was like I can do whatever you guys do you know no I don't need no special treatment and and it wasn't until I started discovering I wanted to be a life coach was when I, I said to myself how am I going to allow these people to trust me, you know, and be vulnerable with me if I'm not going to be vulnerable with them? Hmm. So then I, I did my own self-discovery. I'm like, I need, to, I need to bring this story to the forefront um, and, and be 
okay with that story and, and, and say, wow, you know, and, and, and be okay and say, wow, you know what? That's a really good story. That's a really good story. You came through a lot and be okay with saying that to yourself that, you know, it's okay to sit, pat yourself on the back and say, you know, you went through a lot and now you're helping other people. And, and that's a good thing. And, and, and that's where I find myself today, you know, is, is wanting to tell my story and hoping that it will help uh, people out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I mean, that's a really good point, isn't it? Because it's just like, you know, owning your story. Because I think like somebody said to me, you know, we all have our own story. And that's kind of like, you know, how we kind of communicate with, you know, with other people in the world, isn't it? People, you know, want to know about who you are. Um, and I think it can probably gives you like more probably credibility as well. Like if you say, this is me, this is who I am. It makes you more um, human. Yeah. And people probably, you know, will want to open up to you about things you've been, you know, what they've been through as well. I think. Oh, yeah, no question about it. It, it you know, it starts with, you know, it starts with me, but then, you know, we slowly transition because what happens is I'll tell my story and then it will trigger in their mind, you know, stuff that they're going through. And then, I'll, and then, then at that point, okay, now we can flip it back to you. And, and then I can, you know, really concentrate on what I can do to help. Uh, my clients and, and, and what I tell, you know, my clients going in that they do the heavy lifting. I, I don't. Uh, and when things are going well in your life, I'm not, you know, as useful when you when I'm useful is when you're in the weeds. Right. And you got, you know, your your family you know, struggles, you got your business struggles and you just you just feel so overwhelmed. That's when that's when I'm at my best because because you can tell your story and what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be starting to point out all the positive things that are going on in your story. Because a lot of times when you're in those weeds, you're not thinking about anything positive. You're thinking about all the, the horrible things that are going on right then and there just because you're just so overwhelmed. And then, you know, with pointing out some of the good things that you're doing, you, you can, oh, wait a minute, you know, oh, you're doing this with, oh, you know what? And now you start to have a realization like, you know, I'm not all that bad. I am actually doing this right. I'm actually doing this right. And you can you know, not be so hard on yourself. And, and I think and that that's a, the win for me uh, when, when I have clients, you know, that I have a session where it's just very, very, very intense in the beginning of the, uh, of the call. But by the end of the call, you can hear the, the tone in their voice a little bit more relaxed. And for me, that is a win. You know what I mean? That I was able to, to just allow them to see all the good things they were doing that they weren't able to see. They were blinded by, you know, the, whatever was going on in their life. And, and, and that's, you know, that's my whole goal of being a coach is, 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 those, is, is those things, those, those positive mindsets. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think like what you said as well, it's like seeing that person kind of change and shift you know, from how they were to, you know, how, how they are from when they first see you and as compared to when, you know, when they finish, you know, you see them, you see them like change. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the greatest, that's the greatest thing because, you know, I'm not going to, you know, after a session, you know, you know, this as well as I do as a coach, you know, they, they want to be an astronaut and not, and not after one conversation with you, Adam, you know, you'd like to make them an astronaut after the first conversation, but that's just not reality. Right. You know, you know, yeah. there's no magic wand that you're going to be able to, to wave in their face to say, okay, you're, you're, you're an astronaut now, now go on with your way. You know, that's just yeah. not the way it goes. Um, you know, and it takes time and it takes patience and uh, having, having that coach.